Hi, I'm Robert. I'm Jaron. This is what we really thought. Our least favorite slash most disappointing films of 2012. Yes. I'm going to include both of those because that gives us room to talk about that. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> so, that, is, that is and there's year. some worst ones that I saw that I don't think you saw. Yeah. So this gives us a little bit more common ground. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Was... Okay, there is at least one movie this year that I can wholeheartedly get behind as like the worst piece of shit I saw all year. And that was definitively fucking Mirror Mirror. That was horrid. <laughs> it was like a sick Calm fantasy pilot extended to full length and somehow released in theaters. Oh, God. I mean, the production values were terrible. The actors did not look like they gave a shit no. at all. No. The ones that did were not given a lot to do. I mean, the the dwarves, I like them. They that were was the surprise They were tropey. Yeah. They didn't give them... Well, I guess they gave them more to do than in Snow White and the Huntsman. So I would say they were the high point of the movie. Exactly. Like that was, and that was the shocking part was that they were the highlight of the movie. Was because I was expecting them to be the absolute worst part, but no, that part fell to. Uh, it was just was, lazy. It was a yeah. lazy movie. It's lazy made. And it looked lazy. That was what killed me too. Like in a year that had two. Snow White uh, movies. Snow White movies. Um, I didn't think I would be so definitively like down on one of them. <laughs> I think I think even the marketing realized that because they started putting out trailers where they had like people coming out of theaters like, Oh man, I love this movie so much and like I really like the dwarves and then he cut to like an action shot of the dwarves or Oh, the Queen was so evil and then a shot of like Julia Roberts smiling in a pretentious Victorian era costume that's overly designed. <laughs> I have never hated Julia Roberts more than in this movie. And she's okay to good yeah. in some movies. Yeah. I've never seen her this terrible. I know. And she's clearly the highest paid person in this cast. You she think, acts like she's the highest paid person you, in that cast. You think you should give a little bit more credit when you're basically the person on most of the posters. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. 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 God. I think the moment of that movie that defined the utter putrid hatred of that movie for me was when they got to the first part with the woods and it looked like a bunch of actors had just walked onto a play stage Although there, again, and I was just like dumbfounded on how bad it looked I was just like oh yeah yeah how is how is it that the bad? Budget? What was the budget? We looked at the budget at one point. I think when we saw it, it was like sixty million or something yeah. like that. It's like a third of that must have gone to Julia Roberts. It had to have been because there's no <laughs> way that they spent any time on this movie. It's something where even though it looks terrible, somehow it it, it lost money. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, the marketing budget probably didn't help. No. But there there were two lights, two highlights. I mean, the uh-huh. dwarves were a mild highlight, mm-hmm. and they did have that opening scene where they did the, yeah. the storybook yeah, animation that looked, thing. That looked good. That looked good. Yeah, it reminded me of that Harry Potter animation scene. Mm-hmm. May have been the same person. Yeah, I'm no, not we, sure. we talked about that, where I think it might have been the same person. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but that was, like, one of the vague highlights. Oh, man. And then, like, what was the other... It's just so boring, Yeah, what was the other moment? Oh, when she goes inexplicably to the other world, to the other side of the mirror, for no apparent 
fucking reason. Oh, the other side, there's another side of the mirror in this yeah, yeah. magic world with and, a, and she comes with up through a lake the water and a plank. And a, and she comes up through the water and I was like, oh man, that probably would have looked really impressive if that hadn't looked like utter shit. <laughs> I think that was for the trailers, that shot. Yeah. I think that was the like, point. And it was horrible. <laughs> and like, and like, I couldn't get over the fact that I'm like, why is it over there? Why isn't it just in her place? Why does she have to go to this weird... And, like, all of it takes place in a really short time span, too. Like, Snow mm -hmm. White meets the dwarves, becomes a ninja like the dwarves, which they're ninjas. They're ninjas. They're ninjas, <laughs> by the way. And, and and becomes part of their freedom, freedom fighter group, and she falls in love and out of love with and she dies, but doesn't die. Like, her death is faked, and all mm -hmm. this happens over the course of, like, two days. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, they get to the end, and they seem to, like, vaguely remember that the apple thing was a thing, and they try to do that, and then it's, like, just gets played off face. Basically. <laughs> yeah, they're basically like, ah, Julia Roberts dies uh, by Julia Apple. Roberts. <laughs> Bollywood <you>. number. <laughs> that okay, that was probably one of the better parts of the movie. When it just inexplicably turns into a Bollywood. Sean number. Bean just sort of yeah. confusingly smiling like yeah. I don't know what set I walked onto, but this looks mildly okay. <laughs> this looks like a, Look, uh, they're dancing. <laughs> I think that was like one of the better parts. Maybe of the movie that was the us. other part of the budget. Maybe they gave him five million dollars to say his five lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I, I know that we were all kind of blown away when he showed up. <laughs> I think like, that was what? a guess too. Didn't one of us make a joke before he turned out yeah. to be the? Yeah, we were making like uh, Game of Thrones <laughs> references, and then all of a sudden he just shows up. <laughs> it's like holy crap! What the hell is he doing here? Because <laughs> Sean Bean can only be in movies in which he dies. It's true. And he died for a little he while and turned a, into a, a dragon. <laughs> for, for a while. And they came back. <laughs> More of a transformation, <sighs> but we'll count that as a death. Damn, I hated that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Battleship. That's one where... I didn't see There it. were a lot of movies this year that were... Had the potential to be gloriously bad, mm -hmm. but just became boring. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That was one of them. There yeah. was this opening scene. I, I don't know if I, did I ever described the opening of Battleship to you. I don't think so. Okay, there's the sequence where first they have like a SETI press conference where they're like, we got a brand new dish and it reaches the farthest ends of space and it'll let us broadcast everything about our species' weaknesses to the stars <laughs> to, to bring them over here and let them contact us. That's and the then, worst idea ever. <laughs> and then somebody says something like off camera like, isn't that a really bad idea? Or something like that. What 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 if someone actually takes an interest in us? I mean, any alien civilization that can make contact could destroy us. Yeah, like, like they easily, can make contact right? and like travel like billions of light years to get to us will clearly destroy us. <laughs> then they cut to a scene of Taylor Kitsch who... All three of his movies bombed this year. <laughs> and, you know, he was okay in John Carter. Yeah. And he, he was... just had an unfortunate I, year. I guess okay in this. I mean... Yeah. He just had an unfortunate year. I mean, he, you know, just... I mean, he headlined three movies. Yeah. All the decent to large-scale budget, and they all tanked. Tank. His career has to be dead. Yeah. It's <laughs> over for him. In one year, it starts and it's over. Yep. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, because you can imagine him nailing, uh, nailing the, 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 like, stick in the landing for, like, John Carter and being like, oh, yeah, I get attached to this, like, long-awaited, like, book series getting turned into, I mean, this was, the, this was part of, like, the, like, mythos for fucking Star Wars, this is gonna be legendary, and then, <laughs> it's just a huge turd. Well, as it comes out, 
the two largest Battleship and John Carter both lost the same amount of money. Wow. Those were the biggest bombs of the year. Yeah, and everyone's talked about John Carter's the biggest bomb, but they're yeah, yeah. basically they're, equal. They're equal. <laughs> yeah, and it's unfortunate that he is tied to both. Like he is <laughs> yeah. like he's like I the, like yeah. <laughs> he's like the common denominator in this. Like oh, but, but after after that scene with the SETI stuff, okay, which yeah. they don't call it SETI because I think that's trademarked or something. Yeah, but they're like. The Satellite Communication Group <laughs> Extraterrestrial Intelligence Search. After that, there's a scene with Taylor Kitsch in a bar getting hammered. And his, like, brother's with him, and they're talking about stuff like, oh, his brother's in the Army or the Navy or whatever the hell. Like, you should join the Navy. That would be awesome. We could be bros in the Navy. <laughs> and then there's a hot chick at the bar. Uh, who I guess is a supermodel or something in real She's like a Sports Illustrated supermodel or mm -hmm. something. I think... I think she was in an Adam Sandler movie like the year before or something. like. Okay. I think it was that one where he was fake married to Jennifer Aniston in that movie. Okay. She is like the other love interest that turns out to be the one that he's going for but ends up with Jennifer Aniston in the end because she has his heart. Or something. Anyway. I really don't remember. <laughs> okay, yeah. Just go for it. That was the name. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. She was the one he was lying for oh, okay. to get into her pants. But anyway, in, in this movie, she's a hot chick at a bar, and Taylor Kitsch is like, I'm drunk. I'm going to hit on her. And as she's at the bar, she's asking to like order something off the food menu. Is like, the bartender's like, uh, kitchen's closed, ma'am. So like really can't just microwave a burrito. I'll give you twenty bucks. Mm -hmm. Nope, it's closed. <laughs> like I don't think any bar would turn that down. I mean, mm -hmm. just a microwave or something. So Taylor Kitsch hits on her. She's like, everybody's been hitting on me all night. What can you do that they can't? Mm -hmm. I'll get you a burrito. It's like okay, I'll be waiting. And mm -hmm. so he goes across the street. There's a convenience store right across the street. And just as he gets to the door, they lock up the convenience store. So he can't get a convenience store burrito. So what is a drunk Taylor Kitsch to do? He's going to go up on the roof and break into the convenience store, smash all their windows, grab a frozen burrito, and as he's leaving, after destroying half the merchandise, the cops show up, because of course there's an alarm in a convenience store that will pop up if you smash everything. <laughs> and he crosses the street, with a frozen microwave burrito in his hand, still unthawed, and he's crossing the street to the bar where everyone has gathered outside to see what all the cops are there for, and he's walking towards her with a burrito in his hand, triumphantly raised up, and he's yelling, and he looks so happy, and then he gets tased by ten different tasers at the same time, and he still has it, and he falls to the ground, and he starts crawling towards her with the microwave burrito, and then he passes out with it, like, right at her feet. And then they cut to, like, five years later or something. What? I'm like, <laughs> well, well, well what? No, no, they have a scene, like, right after that where his brother's like, the only way for you to get out of these charges is for you to join the Navy. Somehow that's a legal loophole we can use. For you to get out of these... That is a defining <laughs> moment for him, like, in his life. He turns that his life one around. moment where he got in legal trouble because he... Fucking broke into a convenience store, broke everything in the store, 
for a burrito <laughs> to impress a girl. <laughs> so as it turns out, she's Liam Neeson's daughter, who is like uh -huh. the head of the Navy or something. Yeah. And and we jump to five years later where they're about to get married or something. They're yeah. secretly engaged. And he's yeah. asked Liam Neeson for permission. She, she was into that? See, in, yeah, any, she other, by in that. any other world, <laughs> in any other normal world, like that would have been the start of a comedy where like... He thought that was going to impress her, and then he does it, and it it fucking doesn't. <laughs> you know, because, like, any other woman would be like, I really wasn't that into the burrito, and you seem like a psychopath. I want nothing to do with you. But I was thinking right after that scene, oh, man, if the rest of this movie has this level of glorious cheesiness to uh -huh. it, just earnestness, yeah. I could really get into this. But, but then, right after that first five minutes, it yeah. just becomes boring, cliche action movie. Oh. Like, that was a moment, an opportunity wasted. Yeah. It could be like Transformers 1 level, or better, if they uh -huh. just kept going with that tone, but they didn't. It becomes overly serious. They That's have sad. these special effects that look like they're ripped out Transformers and Halo at the same time. Mm -hmm. And there are a couple of inventive bits in action scenes, but they're just wasted because of how it's shot, and because it's in, in a, a bloated boring movie <laughs> like they do uh they basically rip a scene from the actual board game yeah in tracking the aliens they're like how are we gonna take down this alien ship that for some reason can only travel by water right now <laughs> well it's jumping it's like jumping uh -huh. from sector to sector which happens to be next to like right next to um, sonar buoys or something mm -hmm. so they have to figure out where it is based off of sonar yeah. and shoot their artillery based on where they think it's going to be. Like, that's sort of inventive. That, you could uh -huh. use that in a real Navy movie. Yeah. It's wasted here. <laughs> exactly. Thanks. Dark Shadows, we both saw that. That was one, again, where it was just boring. It yeah. was boring, that made it bad. It's, yeah. And it's something, it wasn't spectacular, it was no. just boring and a waste of money. Yeah. And the, the advertising promised a different tone than the actual movie. Yeah. It seemed well, like it was going to be a cheesy comedy, sort of in the vein of Jump Street, you know, taking the mythos and poking fun at it. Yeah, and like just ship, using the using the time shift to poke fun at it. And unfortunately, I completely understand why um, the marketing had no idea what the fuck to do with that movie, because that movie didn't know what the fuck it was doing. Like, it just kept there was just these extreme tonal shifts for no apparent reason throughout that movie. You know, there were, there were, there were genuinely kind of funny bits, you know, and like the, the beginning of it is sort of vaguely entertaining on how much they're overplaying everything. Yeah. But then they don't stick with that. And even if they had just shifted from that into like, kind of like uh, a, a, a mild comedy where they're poking fun at the, fact that the old world guy doesn't know what cars are you know like even that would have been okay if they just stuck to that you know and even kept with the you know the whole stupid plot of you know i need to save my business yada 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 thing you know but instead they then shifted every now and then back and forth to like this like actual like serious movie where like uh depp is actually a troubled person and then like their ending is just like this weird fucking 
action movie ending that comes out of fucking nowhere. It seems like a setup for a better movie than what we actually yeah, got. Exactly. <laughs> Their developments out of nowhere because these characters haven't been developed. Yeah, you like, know, with the, like with the one chick's a fucking... Like, turns out Chloe Moritz is a werewolf. It's a werewolf. And the no kid, the, the, the boy, is like a ghost or something. No, what like his mom, is, uh, his mom follows his, him around. His mom's Which, a ghost. that almost could like be this like awesome like horror movie superhero team up thing where it's like you got the boy and his like poltergeist mom that like comes to his aid all the time and then you got like the the vampire and like the werewolf chick you know like that could have been like vaguely cool but like no instead it's wasted on this movie because on this two minutes probably 30 million dollar action scene right there like the, the other the other part that is that is horrible about it is it's so long it just keeps going. Yeah, get more long, long movies yeah. this year. Yeah, it just kept fucking going. It seemed <laughs> like they were trying to hit, like, we need this many plot points to hit from the original series. Mm-hmm. We're going to put them in there no matter how long this movie and, is. And, it's going to keep going until we get to all of them. Yeah, and you know, the movie probably would have been better if they had just made an honest-to-God retread and sort of like homage to the old series. But instead, they tried to turn it into something that would appeal to people who didn't know what the series was too. So they tried a bunch of things that supposedly work for those audiences, and instead you just got a jumbled mess of a movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, so I can't say it was unfortunate because I wasn't expecting anything out of that movie, but I won't lie, when you first showed me that trailer, <laughs> it's just like, Wait, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what is that supposed to be? I don't know what that movie is. <laughs> and I just and I, and I watched it and I still don't know what it was. <laughs> so I totally get it. I was like, I, I I feel for the marketing department. They had to figure out how to market that piece of shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, Total Recall, another movie that was just. Well, you you didn't see it. I didn't it was see just it, you, as you, it they was, had an opportunity to revitalize this concept. You know, uh-huh. that's a good hook that they have there. Yeah, exactly. They just never utilize it. Instead, it's a generic, boring action mm-hmm. film mm-hmm. that cost a hundred million dollars. <laughs> they need to stop doing that. <laughs> once again, a movie starring Colin Farrell that didn't hit. All of his big budget stuff just seems to be a disappointment. Yeah, he needs yeah, to yeah. stick to small movies or just supporting roles in big movies. Like mm-hmm. I liked him as the bad guy in Daredevil. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he was good in uh, in Bruges and I I've heard Seven Psychopaths is also really good with him. Yeah, I still need to so see that. Like uh, this. Uh-huh. Stick to what Stop you know. casting him in generic action roles. Give him mm-hmm. something that plays his strengths, which are comedy. He's really good at comedy. Mm-hmm. Instead, they keep making him an overly serious action guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We could be seeing, uh, you know, considering the movies that did work this year and didn't work, we could be seeing a, a shift of the generic, like, bloated action movie being the go-to. Because a bunch of the, like, extremely bloated budget, just, like, standard action movies completely tanked. And, like, the ones that actually did good were the ones that actually had something genuinely to offer. Or at least had more some something more genuine to offer than, say, 
like Total Recall did. Yeah. You know, where they just take a take an old concept and just throw action tropes at it and a big budget, and then oh, it'll just make a bunch of money. We're the, we might be seeing a shift from that thought. That would be nice. That uh-huh. would be nice. But we could be also shifting into a world where they just assume that you can just take a comic book concept and throw money at it and. Oh, well, hey, depending on how weird the comic book is, that that could turn out well. That could, because Or we just have be a lot of... entertaining, like, uh-huh. thought-provoking, yeah, or what, conversation exactly. fodder. Exactly. Really? They but, turned... Uh... But it does, it, does, it does feel like um, comic book movies are starting to take over that role that uh, bloated action movies used to. Yeah. You know, because, like, we had those, like, kind of, like, cult classic action movies there for a while that sort of moved into that role because those were the go-to... And now that go-to starting to fail them, and the more established trope now is that oh, it's comic book movies now, because Wolverine was stupid, because Origins was stupid, but it made a lot of money. So now we need to make. Although what we've been vaguely snippets hearing back of that movie, it could be vaguely good. The Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, like go figure. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Go figure. I could be just a bunch of people being really optimistic about a, yeah, a, a, a movie that was a that's a sequel to an undeniably shitty one. <laughs> so next, I think for me is is Lemez, which I talked about recently. So I won't go yeah. much more into that. Just that the con the characters, you know, it's not like it was a really bad movie. I mean, it was, you know, they had some good talent there. It was just mm-hmm. wasted, and mm-hmm. I think. They didn't give it enough room to breathe, which, no. as it turns out, the you know they didn't really cut anything. There were apparently like minute long pauses between the scenes while they like set up the next scene. Yeah, and that would be the character, yeah, the the pause for reflection. Mm-hmm. But because we're not live on stage, they can just cut to the next thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's it almost it's it's to the movies to the movies detriment. Because it doesn't give anything a chance to breathe. And, uh, the, the kind of like, I don't know, the editing and the direction for the movie also failed it in that sense too. Not giving it a chance to like breathe. It wanted to be way too sprawling and epic. And it made it seem, uh, small and inconsequential for it. You know, something that should seem so personal and intimate, you know, like in these moments, like the one thing that, uh, the, the like the Anne Hathaway movie moment, you know, yeah. gets away with it, there, you know, there's other moments that are supposed to be like that and it fails it because it doesn't take the time to fully develop it or appreciate it. Yeah. You know, I've kind of shifted my opinion on it. Like when I was leaving, I almost felt like I wanted to say it was it like, it was a, there was a knee jerk reaction to want to say it wasn't bad. Because, like, to say it's bad almost feels like a damning of the music and the musical in and of itself, which is the good part. And there are some really good performances, like, in that movie, which is another reason that I think I had a knee-jerk reaction to want to like it. But everything else around it feels like a failing of the source material. Not not a source, but a, a failing of the movie to live up to the source material that it's pulling from. Also, another, uh, another felt that I didn't have previously that occurred to me. Uh-huh. I'm again. I'm not sure if this was in the original musical, but it was cut. But I didn't get to know like almost any of the characters' names. Like all yeah. the other revolutionaries, 
Sasha Baron Cohen mm-hmm. and Mrs. Tim Burton, mm-hmm. all their characters didn't have names. I mean, I'm sure mm-hmm. they, they do did. have character names. Yeah. They're just not referenced in the movie. Yeah, yeah, at yeah, yeah. All. I, I think yeah, <laughs> that was that weird. Was, yeah, yeah, it was weird how they how they glazed o- glossed over all of that. Like Jean Valjean's like one of the only ones we actually know, and it's because like we see him the most, and he sings his own name a couple times. Yeah, exactly. So like <laughs> it, it's like we can actually establish that, before, like from there, and like his daughter, well, his eventual daughter, <laughs> his his adopted daughter, eventually. Uh, like those are like the only people like we kind of have a name for. Everybody else. We we get a name once or twice, but again, it's another one of those things where it doesn't stop long enough to develop or appreciate anything. So like, it just moves at a breakneck breakneck speed. It just moves right on to another part, and like, you haven't even had time to establish who the fuck anybody was, you know. So again, it feels so small and like like the the French Revolution in this movie, which should be a big defining part of the movie is such this small, inconsequential part that just sort of happens. Yeah. Like, that's really ridiculous. Like, how do you scale down something like that to such an insignificant point? By the way, there was a French Revolution. By the way, there was a French Revolution and a bunch of teenagers died. Eh, Whatever. Well, a bunch of 20-somethings died. And a kid. And a kid. Yeah. It was a thing. Whatever. <laughs> it was a thing. And all I'm thinking of is just, like, freaking <laughs> the greatest detective in all friends. That was... Greatest inspector of all friends. Okay, okay. The little mini-movie within a movie that my mind created was kind of entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Well, I caught on to that. Yeah, yeah, that, that did play well. I like that. Yeah, like, and I don't, I don't think that's the way it was supposed to play, but that's the way it played my mind. The greatest inspector of all of France now tries to infiltrate the enemy camp. I'll put on a cap and a patch. It's foolproof. It's like he was Inspector Clouseau instead of Inspector... Um, what's his what? name? Inspector Russell Crowe. Inspector Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> and it's too, it's funny too, because he's like supposed to be this like compelling character with like this like, like actual like. By the way, he's in arc. the same position nine years later. Yeah. <laughs> or somehow. like 17 years after later. After not, after like, 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 that, like he gets. He has a better of... uniform in the end than he does in the beginning, yes. but he's still inspector. Yeah. <laughs> he did, Jean Valjean is mayor of a town for a while. And like. <laughs> His only, his only... Javert. Like, Javert. Javert, yes. <laughs> and his only, like, uh, disguised, disguising of himself is shaving his fucking beard. Hey, and he somehow, grew hair. He grew hair. Oh, that's true. He grew hair, too. But, like, that's how he gets away with it. It's like, but he's the mayor. Javert sees this guy almost every day, apparently. How is it that he doesn't recognize him until he's lifting that thing? <gasps> I know you, and then he gets away from there. <laughs> and like, I think the one moment that I couldn't get over was when like he took uh, what's her face, the kid from yeah from the from the uh, from the hotel drunk or people the, yeah, from the drunk people, <laughs> and he leaves. And like a minute later, Javert <laughs> walks up and he's like, "Where'd that guy go?" Well, he went off that way. Damn it! <laughs> I'll never find him. I'll never find him now. I'll do a blockade on Paris. <laughs> Five minutes later. Yeah. Hey, look, there's Jean Valjean. Oh, he oh. went somewhere down that street. Oh, oh well. damn it! <laughs> 
the greatest inspector of all of France. Seven years later. Hey. Oh, man. Hey, guy who I stopped from being uh, <laughs> shaken down by hoodlums. Uh-huh. Oh, you look familiar, man. right? Maybe? No. Oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the movie didn't work, but that one part of the movie sort of worked for me. <laughs> I'd watch a whole movie about that. I'd watch that Again, movie. Again, Inspector Clouseau. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In... 19th century friends. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. <laughs> Project X. Oh. Just that an one... offensive, sexist piece of crap. Yeah. I get the concept. I yeah. can see how that could work. Uh-huh. Someone documenting uh-huh. the greatest, rowdiest party yeah. on earth. It does feel like one of those movies. I think that's why I hate it so much. Is because it is just one of those movies. It is like... um stereotypical um generation x's movie you know it feels like this generation's answer to american pie <laughs> you know what i mean like it's it's kind of like it's one of those movies where it was supposed to be that movie for everybody and it just made me like wanna it wasn't really funny no they didn't have good gags okay so here's the weird thing while we were watching that movie i didn't hate it and i don't know why Cause like we get done and I like think back to that movie and I'm like that movie was just offensive, I hated that movie. But like while I'm watching it, like I'm vaguely like, why don't I? I think it's because you're absorbed into the world because yeah. the 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 found footage thing either mm-hmm. works or it doesn't. Yeah. In immersing you and it it did immerse you and it was it just immersed you with terrible mm-hmm. terrible people. And it wasn't long after Chronicle would come out. Yeah. Which is funny, we didn't talk about that, and it was one of the ones that fell by the way. So it, it, it's in between. It is in between. But it but it was funny, because when we got done watching it, we were like, oh my god, that's like the best thing I've seen this year. Yeah. In the short time that this year has been a year. Yes. <laughs> best movie of the year uh-huh. of these two months. Of it the was year. a nice launching off point for what I hope is a promising career for... Uh, director, writer, yeah, director, actor, writer. Yeah. guys, yeah, yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Those people in that movie, Those what, we in saw. That movie what we saw. <laughs> that movie that we were expecting to be terrible and somehow wasn't. And I think maybe part of that part of that charm was still with this movie. With, with Project X, maybe. Because like, I had gotten some, some charm off of... like It, it kind of rubbed off on that movie where I'm like, well, maybe not all found footage movies are bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it, 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 it is it is it is the plight of those movies that they kind of give you hope for the future, even when it is like a movie that is basically just terrible. It's weird. There there are movies with that sort of concept that work. You know, these this really just terrible jerk of a friend wants mm-hmm. to make his other friend a popular kid and get him laid. Yeah. We've seen movies like that mm-hmm. that have worked. They've been uh-huh. funny. But they're earnest. They have heart. This one this one's just a douchebag throughout. The main character reluctantly goes along with it and becomes progressively terrible. More douchey. Throughout the movie. <laughs> yeah. There's a moment where the friend has a speech that makes him sound like a supervillain. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, look at what we've done. Look at what we've done. As there's that, riots yeah, and chaos yeah, no, it, throughout it, the it streets. Played out, it played out like that moment in the superhero movie where, like, the hero and the villain are squaring off and you're seeing, like, the two sides of the coin where he's like, look what we've done. Look what we've done. Look at how epic and crazy all of this is. Oh, my God, they're destroying my parents' house. 
what have I done? <laughs> you know, like, it plays out like that, and then they just shrug it off. <laughs> They're just like, oh well. <laughs> and then it's like, dive into the pool. <laughs> you know? like And then, like, and then even... Iron Man shows up. And then Iron Man shows up. <laughs> no, literally. There's yeah, 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 exactly. Up. And then, like, they get to the ending, and, like, the parents basically shrug it off. Shrug off the car being in the pool. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it was a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't know it at the time. It's memorable. It wasn't boring bad, no, at least. No, there is that. Maybe that's why I, I wasn't uh, hating on the movie while I was watching it, because it wasn't boring. I definitely couldn't say that about it. No. And wasn't there that one bit of the, uh, the, 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 the security kids that was, like, mildly entertaining that's about that movie? Okay, that was sometimes funny. That was sometimes funny, just the way that played out. The, like, super cop kids, like, where they were, like, they're, they're supposed to be, like, these little kids that can't do shit, but, like, somehow, like, they have this weird knowledge of, like, yeah. weapons and tasers and shit. And they, they taser adults and shit like that. Somehow that played out funny. So that leads to, unless you have more, the most disappointing movies of the year. Rather than the worst movies in the year. No, because I don't think that there was a... There was one thing about this year. There weren't a ton of, like, god-awful... I mean, there were some god-awful... Like, um, we didn't talk about Expendables, but, like... I didn't see the I didn't Expendables, see either, too. Which is, I think, telling of the movie in general. Where, like, we both genuinely just shrugged and said, fuck that. Well, I wanted to get to it, I just never yeah, yeah. did. <laughs> yeah, I know, but see, that's what I'm talking about. At any point in time in this year, we could have stopped and watched that movie, and we just said, fuck it. <laughs> I've heard enough about it. Okay, so yeah, um, I think that leaves us with the with the two highly disappointing movies. Prometheus and Bob. <laughs> Prometheus and Bob. Ah, oh, man. Or The I Dark Knight Rises. I always whatever. wish that movie had been previous Bob. <laughs> I, I would watch that. I would watch that movie. Yeah. I wish that uh, had happened. That yeah. almost happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't get that. That's unfortunate. Yes, Prometheus For youngsters, and Rises. YouTube Prometheus and Bob. <laughs> yes, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Prometheus, just a lot of potholes. There's some good talent involved. Mm-hmm. It looks great. Mm-hmm. Especially in 3D. Yes. Just yeah. the script falls apart. And I have actually looked at the original draft. I've got now. that say I need to read through that. It's I've, good. Yeah. The plot holes are not there. And see that character decisions make sense and, see, and lead like, to organic action set yeah, pieces. And see, like mm-hmm. that's the thing about it. There is a good there is a great movie somewhere in that. If if all they had done was patch up the plot holes and patch up some of the inconsistencies in the characters. That would have been a damn good movie. If all they had done was had that awesome beginning and just sort of mildly stuck the landing. Yeah, Ridley Scott and Damon Lindelof fucked up a good script. (laughs) Yeah, somehow. Somehow. Like, they just... God damn it. That I mean, movie just genuinely pisses me off. As I, as, as I said in, when we originally talked about it, yeah, Michael Fassbender as David is one of the most compelling comp- performances of, of the year. Yeah. Now, 
a lot of his decisions don't make sense, but no. I can't wait to see what nonsensical thing he'll do next. Yeah. Because that's was, how good he is in that role. That one... He sort of makes it make sense just through <laughs> sheer power of charisma and <laughs> acting talent. It's, 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 it's mind-boggling how that worked. That, that one bit in the beginning where he's just walking around on his own, just being <laughs> Michael Fassbender, like, just being a robot, like... That is awesome. Like, you're just... I'm just blown away by, like, how awesome this bit is. I'm just like, he is just killing this. I'm good. You know? And I'm just like... And then, like, um... Like I said, like, there's other parts of it, like, uh... The, the uh... The, the, like, tech design and stuff. Like, the ship and everything. Like, it genuinely looks like a future ship. Like, everything just looks like... It looks like how probably aliens looked... When somebody had saw that back when aliens came out, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I could totally see that being a futuristic mining ship. You know, we look back on it now and it looks really funny, but like, like it just it. And then, like I said, I, like I said when we, when we saw it, I can't even tell you how blown away the first time we're out in space and it's in 3D and it just feels like, oh, I'm just floating around in space. That's cool. You know, like, I can't tell you how much that just blew me away when we were just like staring at it. I like, mean, there were two movies that really put 3D over the edge that defined what 3D should be mm-hmm. this year: Prometheus and The Hobbit's yeah. high frame rate 3D. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then like to 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 take a movie with all that promise and like the 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 setup and everything up to that point was good. Like, there, there's a really solid new take, like, new sci-fi movie, and we don't get those very often, you know? And then the, it hits that halfway point, and it all just starts falling apart. All of a sudden, all of the little things that you, like, maybe noticed but you shrugged off are starting to become glaring errors now. <laughs> and then and then that ending happened, and it was just... It took, it took, it it was, it was so weird to go from such a, like, just a high to, like, just this, like, abysmal finish. I just, I don't even know how they pulled that off. That seems like you would have had to have, like, made effort to make it that bad. Yeah. You know, like, to fuck it up that much. There will be a Prometheus 2. Yeah. No window off this time, so cross your fingers they get that original screenwriter back and don't screw with his script, maybe. Yeah, yeah, see, like... <laughs> Still Ridley Scott. Yeah. And, Rip, Ray, you know, I don't think Ridley Scott was the... I mean, Ridley Scott... I think Ridley Scott was the reason for a lot of the, like, thematic decisions they made. But, like, I honestly think that it was just the script rewrites of whether or not it was trying to work in more thematic shit or whether it was just, like, a complete misunderstanding of the material they were dealing with. Like, I don't know which part of it, but somebody fucked up really bad. And, like, I just keep getting this feeling like it it was Lindelof. You know what I mean? He's starting to feel like he's almost like the nail in a coffin for movies. Like, where, like, um, uh, there's, uh, they can't quite figure out what they're doing for the ending. They brought in Lindelof. Oh, God, that means... That's that's well, the last thing. He's only did the one movie. That's yeah, that's yeah. always. I mean, he did uncredited stuff on Star Trek One. He's a full <laughs> co-writer on two. But I think part of it is just me coming off of still Lost, Lost. and Prometheus. Yeah, but you got to you got to take it. We got Lost, which is another which is another project that didn't necessarily stick its landing. 
and then we've got Prometheus, which, <clears throat> by comparison, Lost isn't anywhere near that bad. But like, you gotta, it, it almost feels like a uh, like a setting a precedence. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, there was another movie. I think it was that World War that Z or well, that's that's coming. That's... Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that you know, but I mean, like, there was that movie that had all those issues, and then all of a sudden they're like. Uh, bring it on a little off to fix the ending. And I just, I can't help but, like, set this precedence in my head of, oh, God, he did this, and then he fucked up Prometheus, and then... I'm trying to remember. I think they end up farming it out. Like, I think yeah. he end up recommending one of his lost mm-hmm. people to do yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm like, I was just, this was, this was just a thought that occurred to me when hey, I Have when you I seen the World War Z preview, finally? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'll be middle of the road. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm, when I'm, when I, it, uh, yeah. Reminds me of I am legend, maybe. Yeah. Well, Ian, that had a good opening, first yeah. half. Yeah, that, that, even that had promising bits. I don't even know if this is going to have promising bits. It has, uh, Matthew Fox back. Well, in there for two scenes, I think. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> With Brad Pitt. Oh, man. Is there anything more in Prometheus that we haven't touched on? I mean, we have... Where was yeah. that noise? That wasn't the, in, in, in the movie at all. That was, it was funny, that was too, realizing just calling that, like, back to the oh, old man, previews. that preview was really cool. That was really effective. And then you remember... Oh, oh Inception. That's how they did the Inception trailer. And that's also vaguely how the Aliens trailer went. I mean, the alien trailer one. Was it alien or was it alien? It was alien. Okay. It was a, go back to the alien trailer, <laughs> and it's like, almost like a, a beat for beat, like yeah. Prometheus. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's why it's effective, because they already knew it was effective. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why. <laughs> that's why it works, because it already worked once before. <laughs> right. But in his defense, it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's uh, self-plagiarism, so yeah. that makes it. I mean, okay. I, I don't know. We could we could go on discussing. And how we did. We did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, how fucked up that ending is, but I think we I think we I think we've fully gleamed how disappointing Prometheus was. I mean, like that. I'm still now so just furious <laughs> with the movie in general that I almost don't even want to think about it. You know, like I I like my brother. Um, he had asked me. I had seen it. And I told him I had, and I told him that it was disappointing. That the first half was good, and the second half fucked it all up. And then he went to go see it. And then we talked about it for a minute. And our talk about it pretty much turned into me, like, ranting and raving about it for, like, 15 minutes about how much I hated the ending. And I'm like, yeah, that's still a fairly um, uh, tender wound. <laughs> that I'm still that angry about it all this time later. Yeah. <laughs> like, nope. Like let's just not discuss Prometheus. That didn't happen. <laughs> mm. uh, so I think that leaves the Dark Knight Rises Dark Knight to wrap Rises. it up. It does. It's. I don't know quite if it's most disappointing. It's definitely it not the worst. It wasn't Prometheus disappointing. It's I will just say that. there are some disappointing things about it that I think make it worth talking about in yes. this context. Yeah, because I know while we were watching it, we enjoyed it. At least I did. I, I know while I'm watching the movie, having I'm like, some I time apart between, 
I mean, we saw it twice that opening day. I saw it one more time a couple weeks later with Richie, which mm-hmm. I think was me the last time I saw Richie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw it with my folks a couple days ago. Having that time in between uh, made, made it grow on me a little bit more. Yeah. Just and the all, choices about it. It almost feels like a bad relationship, doesn't it? There's like, still... We're like, we're like, you go into it with all these promise and wonder, and then, like, you think it worked, and then you f- start noticing all the shit that didn't. As I recall, though, you liked it the most out of I the did. Nolan 3. Is that still the case, or have you... No, it's not. It was an initial reaction that has definitely faded. And it's just because I finally... While it's happening, I didn't necessarily have the time to fully grasp and take in, like... There are bits that work, and then there are bits that appear to work, but they don't actually work <laughs> when you start taking it in as, like, a whole. You know, like, like one of the scenes I really liked was the whole... I really... And it was because I still... Bane wasn't necessarily a good villain. I mean, he... The joke is, he wasn't the villain. He was the henchman. <laughs> but, like, he wasn't necessarily a great villain. But I still really like Bane. And, like... I still, like, am, like, incredibly entertained by his, like... The performance? Yeah, by, like, his stupid voice. <laughs> like, that is... I cannot... I can Not never... stupid. Intriguing. Intriguing. Okay. Intriguing. But, like, but, like, 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 when, like... Yeah, my parents were all over that. What is with that voice? I, yeah. See, they're trying to place in, like, halfway through, like, see, is that John Connery? Is that a John Connery voice? <laughs> like, like, they got... Just talking like, about the like, voice we, we clicked to it right away, but... Uh, <laughs> it's, like, what? oh... That's like Sean Connery if he or was... Or like a Bond or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, like, like, uh, like that voice still entertains me, like, to this day. Every time I hear it, I kind of giggle a little bit. I just, I don't know, I enjoyed it, but like... Like, but like, and like, I enjoyed his little monologue when he's, like, fighting Batman and stuff. But then when you stop and think back to that whole scene, that scene doesn't work, like, at all. And I'm just like, no... I enjoyed them lightening up with this installment. Yeah, they yes. they poked fun at themselves this they, time around while the others were a little bit uh, self-righteous, overly serious. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Batman Begins had some humor in it, but mm-hmm. I think The Dark Knight was mostly humorless unless you really, really appreciated the Joker yeah. and his point of view. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I'm sure everyone timidly laughed at the uh, pencil trick <laughs> you know what i mean yeah that like oh man that was awesome but you can't wholeheartedly laugh at it because he just horrifically murdered that guy <laughs> but you're so compelled by his performance that it's immediately washed away you know one hand washes the other like oh it's like he's like oh god he just horrifically did it but did you see the part where it's like it's, it's gone you're like it's immediately washed away oh joker <laughs> <laughs> And then you can't help but giggle a little bit at his, like, really bad puns. Yeah. <laughs> Those horrifically bad puns that are just punctuated by him doing something violent. <laughs> Definitely. But that's, 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 uh, that's, uh... We're talking about a better movie. We're talking about, yeah, yeah, no. We're talking about Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> are we? <laughs> we weren't. We're trying to. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, it, no, it that was a movie that fell apart for me when it on analysis. That movie worked well in theory, like while I'm watching it, 
I'm compelled, I'm entertained by various bits and pieces of it. But then when you take apart, and there's a lot of parts of that movie to take apart that genuinely don't work. You know, that's I think that's what's that's why that's what's truly disappointing about it is that there's stuff that really could have worked if. Like I don't know it, it 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 I don't know if I if I need if I if I want to say that like someone didn't care enough or like like what it was because it's 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 also a really it's also a real really weird movie to do because you're coming off of Inception and know, the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight you're also coming back from the fact that Heath Ledger's not there <laughs> you know that's a glaring hole to try to cover up I mean I don't know if that if that explains all of the bad points of the movie or not, but like, it definitely does feel like it could have been done a lot better with a lot less, um, excess crap thrown in. Yeah. It does feel like there's a lot of showboating in the movie almost where it's like, there's some things tacked on. There are some things that seem to be Mm -hmm. serving a thematic purpose, but there isn't really a theme Mm -hmm. in the movie Mm -hmm. at all. Because yeah, like 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 Catwoman like, is totally superfluous. Yeah, but surprisingly, she's like one of the more entertaining parts of the movie. She's like, entertaining. She just doesn't serve mm-hmm. a real point for the plot. No, no, no. Or contributes to the other characters mm-hmm. or the theme. Yeah, it's it's failings on a like basic like fundamental script writing like. Like's point that are the failings of the movie, and I and that's like that's really disappointing. Like, um, like, uh, like I said, I was entertained while I'm watching it, but like, there's stuff like uh, one joke that gets made a lot is about how little Batman's actually in The Dark Knight Rises. Oh yeah, he's in. I counted last time. I think he's in three scenes. Yeah, like how many times Batman actually shows up as Batman? <laughs> like, how pathetic is that in this huge? Production, this huge blow to production. Three scenes out of a three-hour movie, he's yeah, Batman. Yeah, he shows up as Batman. How ridiculous, how, like, how ridiculous is that? And, like, we were talking about, like, uh, the, how Catwoman, how much she's basically shoehorned in. Or not even shoehorned, as much as she is just... An afterthought. Bes- ...beside the plot. <laughs> you know? Um, or how about that, you know, some of, the, some of the ridiculous parts about the ending. You know, like, uh, the way that the... Uh, Batman living happily ever after moment kind of plays off is so stupid and how stupid the whole Robin reveal is you know like I'm sort of getting over like it's unnecessary but it doesn't play as stupid as mm-hmm. it did initially yeah. it's just more feels like more of a obligatory shout out or something like someone told him hey wouldn't it be funny if you made his name Robin, Robin. oh like, that would be cute like, okay <laughs> sure yeah uh, he's got Robin I don't on care. his underoos. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I think the biggest disappointments in the movie come from basic failings of it, like plot-wise. Oh, yeah. You know, like how Batman does all this stupid crap to get back in the saddle just to get knocked down so he can climb back up again. Like, really? You don't need to do that arc twice. Yeah, yeah. That, you that... could have opened with... <clears throat> You could have just opened with Bane taking him down, or yeah. or had the build up have him as Batman again, just uh-huh. 
not quite broken, but still mm-hmm. worn down, then broken halfway or a quarter yeah, exactly. through the movie, and then do the actual rebuilding mm-hmm. instead of because, rebuilding twice. Yeah, because um, how you, you don't realize what you're maybe necessarily when you're watching, at least I didn't um, the first time, but how stupid it is for him to have hung up being Batman for as long as he did over the death of his girlfriend. Uh, I I get it. Like, I get it, but, like, for as long as he did, like, and how no one got that Batman and Bruce Wayne disappeared kind of at the same time. No one thought about that, like, at all. Even for a moment, stopped to think about it. But it just, in, in, See, I, I, it could have can... worked if they hadn't have done the building Batman up, breaking him down, and building him back, done the arc twice. It could have worked. They needed to pick one and stick with it instead of doing both. I, I do think they shouldn't have repeated the arc. I mm-hmm. I think the girlfriend thing works, mm-hmm. but it doesn't work in the context of him being... As soon as someone mentions Bane to him or Jim Gordon's in the hospital, he jumps right back into being Batman. Yeah. He's real eager about it, which doesn't gel with him being out for eight years with a no. girlfriend. I think him being out... You know, because of the girlfriend for eight years, that can work, but you can't jive that with, with Bane that bringing enthusiasm. Him back out of re- <laughs> bringing him back out of retirement, yeah. They needed they needed to do one or the other. Either, but one, but doing the girlfriend thing doesn't initially lend them to Bane. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, yeah, like, yeah. the whole point is that, like, the whole reason Bane exists because he's the guy who broke Batman. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so, like it almost feels like they should have left out the whole. Maybe he was. Maybe he didn't. He doesn't become a recluse, but maybe he becomes really sloppy with his job, and he becomes a. Re- and he becomes. Uh, troubled, as Batman, and is eventually kind of forced to come to terms with it, when. Or maybe he's, I mean from what we see of him, you know they keep saying he's soft. Mm-hmm. But it never plays as him being soft. The only no. thing we actually get is him with Bane. That's the only time we actually see him because fighting Because so few someone. scenes of Batman being Batman. So what what we need to see was him being Batman and him being soft, and that makes the break breaking of the bat Batman. work. Work, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that, 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 that comes back to how, how few times Batman actually shows up as Batman. <laughs> in a Batman movie. In a Batman movie. <laughs> Um. Oh, how, um, the the um the whole Bane taking over and isolating Gotham is uh compelling in theory, but then when you stop and think about the way it played out, it's all really dumb. Especially when you attribute to the fact that like it was all a ploy for our main villain to just randomly show up. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it, it, it when you stop and think about it, it just, it doesn't work. You know what I mean? Well, some, again, it's, it's a good concept. I'm not sure they should have mashed those two things together. I mean, Bane breaking the bat, some supervillain isolating Gotham mm-hmm. from the world and taking the entire city hostage. Mm-hmm. Those two separately work. Those two together, as is, don't quite work. Yeah. There are some things it, about it, it that are it, still like we don't feel the length of it. Like even my parents are like, "Wait, how how long are they yeah, gone?" A, and and then like, "Wait, they're down to the last three days. What happened?" Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> how, how do we how do we go from an excruciatingly detailed drawn out amount of time happening to all of a sudden just jumping the gun and like it's months later or uh another thing that could have been dealt with better is Jim Gordon's uh, final scenes. He, again, my parents were pointing out the most basic things. Like, wait, yeah, he didn't. <laughs> he, he didn't know. How did you know? <laughs> that kid figured it out, but he didn't know. <laughs> just that Chris Lexi moment was just Batman. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? Like fucking Jim Gordon, the greatest detective Gotham has ever known. <laughs> couldn't figure out that it was Batman even when Batman and Bruce Wayne went ter- became recluses at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's... There's a lot of those moments that seem to work on paper. It seems like you could make a good movie from this plot going from A to B to C. You could do it, but there was just some net, some, like basic failings of plot writing in between that I don't know I don't know what happened you know I don't know why it happened like that because he's not because Christopher Nolan didn't really want to do it and because I think everyone assumed correctly that no matter what they put out it's going to make money Mm -hmm. and apparently no matter what they put out we were going to somewhat enjoy it Yeah. (laughs) Unless they had, like, really fucked up, like, Prometheus bad, I don't think we would have been, like, upset with the movie while we're watching it. You know? Well, that's what we really thought. (laughs) We have a website, we have a Facebook page, the web address is wallaceygroup.blogspot.com. That's W A W A S E E group.blogspot.com. Thank you for listening.